Welcome to football or soccer, whatever you call it. My name is Fukuin. I am the co-host. We don't have Molina today, but we have a really good person, really good dude. Cascadia FC's Jeremy Peterman. How are you doing, sir? First of all, really good dude is beyond praise for me. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Warms my heart to hear someone say that I'm a good person. Um, otherwise, I am sitting here in a brand new uh, Timbers jersey. The new replica. one. The replica. Replica. <laughs> the Forest Unites kit, which uh, was so kindly sent to me by members of the Timbers communication staff. Thank you, guys. Uh, also, along with a travel mug, which is also really cool. Very nice yeah. gifts. No, when they when they were texting us, like I remember, I think Paloma was texting me. She's like, "Oh, what's Jeremy's number?" I was like, "Uh, here it is." And I was just like, "Oh, he's in trouble. He did something bad." Obviously, you know, I I know you wouldn't do anything stupid, but like it was just funny. It's like, what did he do? Did he like did he like park in the facility for too long? Like, what did he do? You know. So, um, but yeah, no, it was cool. Like they were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna send everyone something." I was like, "Oh sweet!" Like. Uh, I spoke to Sam a little bit. Sam was like, yeah, like I'm like, he's been at Stumptown for five years and he was like, this is the first time they sent us something. So I was like, oh, like, that's pretty cool. Like my second year, we get something, you know, both our second years, Jeremy, and we get something. Yeah. I haven't even yeah. opened mine yet. I'm trying to set up uh, an unboxing, like just showing my hands and just the box. Um, so I'll probably do that after we record now, but uh, yeah. Putting the new good. tripod to use. Uh, no, no, no. Well, that tripod doesn't like... <laughs> like have my phone facing down so it doesn't work that way so i have like a different contraption going on um but yeah, yeah. no so let's talk about like those the kits we got the kit we got and just the kind of the i call it the influencer box um obviously it's a media mm. box obviously but what were your initial reactions because you were the first one that got it yesterday so what were your initial reactions like don't hold anything back be completely honest go for it so when the when the kit was released Keep in mind, we've been seeing mock-ups of this jersey for months uh, because Adidas and MLS have this just ridiculous idea that they can wait until a week and a half before the season to start releasing the new jerseys. And in doing so, it is just terrible business sense because the season ends in December what comes in December, Christmas, the holiday season, when everyone is trying to buy gifts, what is better than opening up on Christmas morning a new jersey, a brand new jersey that has just been released? Uh, the Premier League, I remember in years past, they would have uh, some of their top clubs, like I remember Liverpool and Man City doing it in 2018, uh, for their final home game of the season, they would wear next season's jersey. So it, it's just really, really, really stupid that they make us wait this long for a new jersey. Um, and the price. I'm, yeah, and the price. I was about to go into that. Yeah, um, $175 for a new authentic jersey is ridiculous. Insanity. Insanity. In every sense of the word. I But before the FA Cup uh, game against Wolves that my English team, West Bromwich Albion, played, uh, they had a sale on their jerseys online. Uh, they dropped them to like 30 pounds or something like that, which I can't tell you what the conversion was, but it was still 
a lot cheaper than this. It's a fully authentic jersey. I got my jersey with a personalized name and number, a badge, like a little championship badge on the soul. On the show, uh, Fook is showing me that's like 30 something dollars. You have to move that phone back a little bit. It's about, uh, it's about close to $40, $38. Close to $40, which still, like, that's a $40 base, just the jersey. I got a patch. I got the name personalized. And I had to order it from, you know, England. That jersey showed up. I kid you not, about five days later, everything, like, perfect, just a perfect jersey. And it cost me about $90 in total. Dude, that's package from, order. Yeah, the package from the yeah. East Coast to the West Coast takes already five days. So that's insane. Yeah. This is, is from England. Yeah. This is from England. Like, their club shop was so on top of it, knowing that they had a sale. They were able to get this, like, halfway across the world to me in five days in time for the next game, which I have worn now for every game since, and we haven't lost. And you're asking me to buy a $175 jersey, which I don't know when it's going to get to me. I do not. Uh, Adidas and MLS store usually are not that timely with their shipments. So jerseys can come in late, especially if you get them personalized. So uh, to, to go along with that, which everyone's like really upset with, keep and uh, we're going to get into some more talk about like the quality of some of these jerseys this year, but... Uh, on the whole, Adidas has been upping their quality, especially in their efforts to design. The dead era of 2018 to like 2021 is fully gone. They're they're embracing being creative, and that's exactly what this jersey is. Uh, for the first time in their history in MLS, the Timbers are having a uh, the Timbers have a jersey with a centralized badge, um, with the Adidas logo above it, Timbers badge below it, and then our new sponsor, Dabella. Right underneath, all in this uh, very nice forest green on top of a cream jersey. Um, it It's another swing for the fences, like the rose kit, and I like it so far, honestly. Uh, as always, you're going to have to wait to see it on the field. Mm. Uh, you can never truly judge a jersey until you see it like on the field in the, like, ex the full kit that they're intending. Uh, which this one's going to come with some forest green shorts, which I think are going to be really nice. And I think there might be the possibility of an alternative like cream short if they want to go full cream. Yeah. But on the whole, this is a very, very solid jersey. Um, I do like the ambition with it. And I do like the nature conservance, uh, conservancy tie-in that they're doing with this jersey so yeah if you think of portland you think of trees and here we are tree jersey we got the lumberjacks and now we have the trees that the lumberjacks are going to be uh chopping down in addition to the third kit that we are going to be getting sometime later this year what are you giving it out of 10 out of 10 uh just the shirt uh yep. solid seven okay honestly yep. um they're they're uh, it is Adidas. It is templated. Uh, the single manufacturer for all of MLS really doesn't do the league a ton of favors, but um, at least with this, they showed a little bit of consistency from the Rose kit yeah. that they were willing to take risks. And I, I do like the, uh, I do like the little pattern they have on the edge and also center badge. I've seen some really bad center badge jerseys. Uh, this one's pretty well done. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I still can't get over that they did a center badge. I don't like it, to be honest with you. I, I, I'm just not used to it. Maybe in like three to five years, I'll, I'll be used to it. Like it might be a common trend by then. Um, but I just, I can't do it personally. Um, like I do like the tree design on the sides of the Jersey. I think that's sick. Uh, I think it's elite, honestly, the colors I, when I read, when I read up on like what everything meant, you know what I mean? Um, like why they picked certain colors and stuff like that's cool. Uh, because at first I was just like, man, I just wish they kind of went more like standard timbers a little bit, but I get it now. Like there's a lot of meaning behind it, which is great. Um, but yeah, for me, it's just like that, that central badge and then just the new sponsor really throws me off. Uh, you know, cause I'm used to seeing like some big, some big, big sponsors, you know? So, uh, this is, you know, nothing against the bell or anything like that. Just, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's getting, it's taking me a little time to get used to. Um, but honestly the cream is a nice touch. I'm glad it's not white and, you know, that would have been just like a little plain and just very standard, but yeah, that's a really good touch too. But for me, I'm glad they went for it. It's definitely not boring. I put this on a tweet. It's definitely not boring. Uh, and that's all like, that's my bare minimum. Are you at least going for it? Even if it doesn't work, are you going for it? Right. So like we could talk about like the Thorns jersey from last year, for instance, like it's either you love it or you hate it. There's no in between. Right. So like for me, this jersey reminds me of that a little bit, but I think it's a little bit more conservative in a good way. Um, but for me, I have it down as a six out of 10, Jeremy. I just think the central, like I like the goalkeeper kits more. Um, I know that's a really unpopular opinion, but I those look sick. Like I like the like the black and then just like kind of the colors that go with it. Um, but yeah, so I have this down as a six out of ten. I think Alex Barnes <laughs> has it really low. Uh, and then I think Sam uh, is between me and Alex. So, uh, but yeah, Jeremy, you have something to add. Yeah, I just think that this is another jersey that's probably going to grow on people. It's not going to be yeah. like to the same level as the Rose jersey, which I think the the biggest thing that I had against the Rose jersey was when they would wear white pants with it. Mm. It was not meant to go with the white pants. Yeah. Yep. Uh the more they can wear this new jersey, this tree jersey, yeah. with the green pants that's supposed to go with then it's going to be a success. Mm. I, I'm just ridiculously tired of seeing like, oh, I didn't like the rose kit. Like, yep. I, I understand. I understand. Like, with those white pants, it didn't look good. It really didn't. It, it just looked a little out of place. Yeah. But if we're going to see a full kit as opposed to just the shirt, because yep. that's how Adidas markets these. This is the kit. Not a new shirt. We're not getting a new shirt. We're getting a full kit with this. Wear the full kit. I am begging you. Yeah, the four screen, the four screen to go with it though for the shorts, elite. You know, what I mean, like definitely, like, um, I like that a lot. So looking forward to seeing them like wear that. Like, I, I'm really hoping they don't have any other shorts that go with it. Like, if they're going with white shorts or something, that would piss me off. So, um, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, no, it's definitely. I'm glad they went for it. You know, I know a lot of people worked hard on it. So just cool that uh, there's been pretty good reception to it um which is good like obviously mixed reviews but i think more positive than negative um so i'm curious what everyone thinks so yeah definitely uh send us a a tweet let, let us share your thoughts with us as well but the next piece of news we have is obviously jdm just got announced uh for his extension a couple days ago uh honestly you know i'm pretty sure it's a no-brainer but just kind of want to hear your thoughts on that real quick this is very interesting 
for a multitude of reasons. Yeah. This is not the first contract extension that has happened this month. Uh, Santiago mm-hmm. Moreno recently got his announced. Yep. So good for both of these guys. Um, locking them down for the long term is yeah. huge for a multitude of reasons. Yep. But my main question has to do with the slots on the roster they will be taking up. Uh, at the beginning of the offseason, it became clear that the Timbers were going to have to do something uh, to make the to make this roster eligible for next season. With David Ayala coming off of the season-ending injury list, it suddenly meant we had four U22 initiative players um, for three U22 slots. You cannot play with four of them. And the U22 slots directly affect the designated player slots that this team has open. Um, with Santi's extension, I believe that takes him out of the U22 slot, um, which is interesting for salary cap reasons, in addition to just like the regular roster eligibility ones. Uh, Wands, however, is also, I think, more interesting because I went into this offseason thinking that Santi was going to get his contract extension based on the way he played down the stretch, following all the like discussion and, frankly, drama there was surrounding him last year in regards to his extension. I think it was like a long time coming that it would get announced this offseason. Um, in terms of Juan, though, um, he has not filled the minimum occupancy for the U22 slot yet. Uh, you have to be there for at least two full seasons. And he came in August of 2021. Uh, Santi has already passed. He's been, he's occupied the slot for the full two years. He's eligible to come off it with his next contract extension. Um, but with Juan, there is a possibility that the Timbers, uh, this is MLS league rules, by the way. I hate delving into these roster rules. They make my brain scream. But there is a possibility that they can use targeted allocation money or TAM to buy Juan out of U22 status, Mm -hmm. which would mean that the Timbers, not only in addition to having two uh, DP slots open, they would have an additional U22 slot. Mm -hmm. Uh, The DP slots are unaffected. Like what we can do with them, um, those are unaffected purely because we have Ayala and Anthony's still on U22s. You have to have, you can only have one U22 initiative player uh, or someone on a U22 contract uh, to sign three full senior DPs. So um, it's going to be really interesting because there is a media availability next week. Ned Grabavoy will be speaking um, while everyone's going to be asking him like, please new DP striker, please. I'm just going to be asking him about, wants you 22 status because that could open up the door and the timbers have been really 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 active in the u22 market ever since that rule became fully announced uh santiago moreno juan mascara david ajala anthony uh we've done a really good job of keeping all of those slots full i think part of that also has to do with the lack of an academy that we have but um if there is a free U22 slot open, I would expect there to be um, 
some serious movement in filling it. Uh, yeah. I my I think my biggest question, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I, I think that this opens up way too many options for Ned, and I, I would be shocked if he wasn't looking into it or probably uh, making something work out right now. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me is, I think, J first off, JDM deserves this extension, obviously. Um, I'm curious if he's going to last make it through this contract. Not not in a bad way, but like if he's going to go to Europe by then. If, you know, like there's a really good chance he'll make it to Europe and, you know, with at least he's under team control. So, you know, uh, they can see where he develops everything. And, and uh, in this five back system, he could probably be one of the best fullbacks in this league. So I'm really excited to see that, especially with three good center backs kind of behind him. So excited to see that. But that, from a soccer perspective, I think it's, you know, a no brainer, obviously from, you know, like since he's been here, he's brought up a, a lot of really good vibes to the team. Uh, a lot of dancing, obviously we've seen the dancing and we talked to Zach. I talked to Zach a little bit and Zach mentioned, uh, don't be surprised if him and Santi do some sellies this year through dance, you know? So, and we, we, you know, we, we also heard Max has tried to get them to do some choreography. So, you know, so we'll, let's see what happens, but, but yeah, no, I think it, like you said, it, there's a lot of questions that need to be asked as well. So two things before we get into thorns is I want to hear your, like, obviously preseason games have not been really been available to watch, but I know there's been a few games available. I think one actually, but whatever. So preseason thoughts so far, and then let's get into uh, just our feelings heading into the home opener as well. I'm not going to count the Phoenix Rising game as a, a like full friendly, even though the team did play it. They were in Phoenix for it. Um, Anthony got the winner in that. Timbers won 1-0. Couldn't watch it. Don't really know what happened there. Um, this most recent friendly, however, against San Jose, also no live stream, which, like, you want to grow this game, right? Like, please feed your fans give them something to watch like it still doesn't feel like the season opener is like a week away no. because like we're not able to watch preseason games like what is that but the timbers did lose to san jose in this most recent one which i'm pretty sure was yesterday um one nil and it was on a penalty kick so they lost on a penalty kick in their first preseason game however there's a lot more to talk about because there was a stream available for that. Um, they went down early again on another penalty kick, but they were able to find the equalizer against NYCFC uh, from a man who knows a lot about scoring equalizers against NYCFC, Felipe Mora. And through both of those games, we saw both a back four and a back five being implemented. Um, lots of... Um, uh, just some really positive growth from some players. I'm going to highlight two players in particular first. Yep. Uh, Eric Williamson and David Ajala, both of them returning from season-ending injuries last season. And uh, Eric has looked really good, really fit. He uh, Same thing with Ayala, and that's always something to look out for. I don't really think they were doing anything too dangerous on the ball, but my concern with them is just fitness, and I'm glad to see that they are fit um in terms of one player who did impress me quite a bit anthony yeah yeah keep in mind this guy comes in as a u22 signing uh he gets here right before the houston game last season so he is 
immediate his first like taste of the Portland Timbers yeah. is the five nil loss that leads to head coach Giovanni Savarese getting fired. Um, he didn't speak the language, didn't speak English, didn't speak Spanish, but he did have a Vander who spoke Portuguese. Um, and it just, I could tell it was going to take him a little bit of time to settle. However, he was able to get his first Timbers goal against Colorado in uh, September. And now with a full offseason under his belt, he looks a lot more comfortable. So that's really encouraging. Uh, the question is, where is he going to fit in mm. into this, uh, into whatever system yeah. Neville chooses to run? Uh, in the four-two-three-one with a back four, he's an obvious winger. But in the case of a back three, maybe he could be a wing back now that uh, Claudio Bravo and now Marvin Loria have been ruled out for significant amounts of time with various hmm. surgeries. We we don't really have a true left back on the roster right now, which yeah. is a little bit concerning. Which could lead to Anthony or maybe even. Dirona Spria um, filling in at that left wing back spot, yeah. depending on what system Neville chooses to go with. Kamal Miller in a back four could also be a left back. So it's going to be really interesting to see what system Phil Neville chooses to open the season with. And he's preached at length about flexibility and how the more options we have, the stronger of a team we can be. And that's refreshing to hear as a Timbers fan. Yeah. Uh, after seeing um, since 2013, nothing but bunker encounter type soccer and um, the reliance on uh, your best player, your best DP, be it Diego Valeri for a time and then Sebastian Blanco, um, just reliance on them to make things happen in the final third. Um, that style's gotten a little stale and I'm very interested to see this whole team kind of function and attack as one. And not like last year under Geo's reign, try and run everything through Evander, which I do think this team is a lot better when Evander's in charge of things, but not just having him be the sole creator and facilitator. There's a lot of talent in our attack. There's still two open DP slots. Uh, this team is still unconstructed but they are constructed in the area that does matter, which is the defense. And I saw a lot of good defense, not a single goal conceded from open play throughout either of these three preseason yep. games, just two penalties. One of which I think was a little dubious. That was the one I watched uh, a, an apparent Zach McGraw handball. And I do not know what the foul was that led to San Jose's penalty. So um the team is performing and the results are looking like the exact um, composition of the roster mm. where our defense looks really good because we've done a lot of work to repair our defense, but there are still a few pieces missing in attack. Yeah. So uh, once those pieces come in, uh, the sky is probably the limit for this Timbers team. I'm very, very, very optimistic on them. You know, yeah, appreciate you sharing your thoughts, especially on the preseason, uh, especially with limited uh, visibility uh, for these games. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is who the freak is playing left back. I, I assume Eric Miller is going to be there uh, and just holding it down, holding it down the fort. And then G they're probably going to go to JDM side pretty much uh, for the attack, uh, which is fine with me. I have no problem with that. But I do think mm -hmm. 
in a five back, you do need both fullbacks to be willing to go forward. You know, and we've seen Miller go forward and he's a better I think he's a lot underrated as a kind of possession base left back. You know, he's not gonna play as many crosses and things like that, which is totally fine with me as long as the ball keeps moving. And with this team, the ball should be moving around the park, you know, like uh the all the midfielders are comfortable with the ball. We talked to Eric Miller, uh sorry, Eric Williamson. Uh, during the first availability and he's speaking about how everyone should be comfortable on the ball. Everyone should be kind of knocking around the park, things like that. So I'm looking forward to that. And then just I, with the attack, I am worried about them scoring goals early on. So it's going to be curious who's going to, it's going to be kind of like, I think by committee at this point. Yeah. Pipe is going to be there. Uh, obviously probably going to leave uh, if he's healthy, you know, and he's playing his usual minutes and I'm assuming he did, he doesn't get benched uh, for the DP. Then, I could easily see him scoring 10 plus goals this year if, but the health is concerned, you know, he hasn't really been healthy for like two, two ish seasons. So um, he did look a little slow against yeah. NYCFC, but once again, you're a striker. All that matters is you get your goals and you take yep. your chances. And he took the best chance that he had and scored it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then just kind of see where Anthony fits into all like both the formations is going to be really key. Uh, cause I think as a young player, you want to play in the same position just so you don't have to, you know, learning curves way different when you're playing one position. And then if you're spending time doing two different things, it's a lot. Uh, but yeah, so opener is next weekend, which is insane to think about. Uh, do you have any, do you have a prediction for next, uh, for the opener? There is still a lot that can happen between exactly. now and the opener, exactly. especially because so much the um just so much of the chatter around the team right now is the DP striker yep. that we desperately need. And it's not that's not a knock on Felipe. It's we have the spots and we need a dynamic striker up top. Yep. Uh Tega, he's okay i think he needs another season in t2 yeah. uh nathan is a chaos sub he's a chaos merchant he yeah. will do some uh, they will he will he will do some things that will make you say what and then he'll do some things that make you say what yeah. <laughs> like he is you know who he reminds me of uh i mean this in the best way possible he reminds me a lot of Haley rasso when she first came to the thorns uh the australian uh winger um and she was a ball of energy you know i mean she knew who she was she was physical she was willing to put put up challenges she was willing to do everything for the team uh and then she got better at finishing towards the end of her of her thorns tenure so hopefully we can see that from nathan because he's putting he's giving he's one player you never worry about his energy uh worry about his you know uh just his pressing you know and all these things so it's gonna be exciting but yeah continue jeremy yeah I am. I am. I'm still optimistic. I do think yeah. we get a result against Colorado. I don't know what that result is yet. Yeah, but um, that we should be walking away with at least a draw, because uh, yeah. Colorado they're no longer a walkover. They are a strong team. They have built a lot. They've done a lot in this off season. But the problem is, is it's a lot of new faces gelling. Yeah, where the Timbers really only have, in terms of like new starters coming in, yeah, uh, Kamal Miller and Maxine yeah. Crepeau. Yeah, so that's only two pieces, as opposed to a Colorado team that's probably going to feature. Um, let me think off the top of my head, probably three new faces. 
usually in attack. So a lot of our attackers are still like together, that same attacking group from last year that really That's Stefan like, too though, right? So Yeah, Zach Stefan. Yeah. But like yeah. once again, I'm another former US MNT starter, starting goalkeeper going to Colorado. I, I think that's really funny. Um but um we will be at home. So this is the perfect chance for Phil to make a incredible first impression on the field regardless of what he's gonna say off of it like this is the moment that he has to just has to has to ace yeah i think this game's gonna be under two and a half goals jeremy uh it's gonna be like one one two zero one nil or something something like that uh wouldn't be surprised if it ended in one one just because Right now, this defense still needs to gel. Like they've been, like you said, they've looked pretty good in preseason, but they haven't really played a full 90 together. So uh, it's going to be key. But we're going to transition over to the Portland Thorns now, Jeremy. So, Jeremy, obviously, the Thorns have new ownership underway with Lisa Bathal Mirage and Alex Bathal. So it's really, it's been kind of like a breath of fresh air. We got to see them, I think, the week or two weeks before the media day. So that's pretty nice to. Get to see the players train. Uh, there's a lot more like energy out of the practice pitch, which is really nice to say. Um, just seems like the vibes are up, right? The vibes are up. But yeah, so we got to s- speak with a little bit of everyone. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about training facilities, things like that. So it's it's pretty imminent from everything I've heard. Uh, I would be shocked if they didn't announce something in the next few months i would be i would be shocked if they didn't because it seems like it's going to take at least a year and a half two years to build um you know what i mean so the earlier they started the more likely the players can kind of start using the facility asap things like that um but i know there's a, still a lot of fans who are like oh are they are they going to leave portland no they're not going to leave portland okay mm-hmm. um, you guys are staying like it, it's it's funny because i know like of course you know like everyone loves the thorns and everything but same time leaving doesn't make any economic sense at all um and the Bathals have already said they want to build something here for the players so uh it should be exciting but just speaking of some of the offseason moves they haven't really added too many uh players outside of Fleming uh Isabella Obaze and through the draft picks um they've lost a few players they lost Crystal Dunn uh obviously they've lost Emily Mangus Hannah Bedford Taylor Porter uh, assuming she doesn't resign since they do need a six. So it's been a weird off season, but for some reason I'm okay with that just because of the transition happening between ownership groups. But that was also, the most important transfer of the off season. Exactly. We yeah. can all agree on that. Yeah. I think that's like, it counts as like 10 new signings to me. You know what I mean? But from what I've heard from Mike directly at the uh, media availability, there should be one more international signing. They have, I think one to two international slots. I, I assume they have two but one for sure. And I would be shocked if it wasn't on an international defender. I've heard some rumbling, so we'll see how uh, what transpires. But yeah, it should be pretty exciting. Uh, they did add Marie Muller, uh, which is really good. She she and Raina have a really similar like profile. They both used to play midfield, and then they transitioned over to fallback. You know what I mean? So Mike's kind of going for that possession-based fallback, which is really good for his system because uh, they play like midfielders anyway. So just kind of having... More possession this year will be huge. Uh, they do need to play through midfield a little bit more, but the but best yeah, Jeremy, midfield in the league. By the I've, way, I think I've said this multiple times. Yeah, I think I said that multiple times. I don't mean to say it like as a hot take because I don't think it's a hot take. Like, you can make an argument for other teams, but 
like for the midfield, like, you know, everyone prefers the possession-based style with dynamic passing, uh, dynamic dribbling. This is the best midfield. They can go, they can go four in the middle. They can go three in the middle. It, I don't think it matters to them. Right. Yeah. So, and that that's crazy considering uh, that they had to trade Rocky away. Yeah. At, uh, Angel City. Yeah. And that's their so, midfield is still this good. Yeah. So I'll ask you this question. So what What was the biggest move you thought the team made this season? I mean, the, during the off season. Uh, I know it's probably. You can say Fleming, but you can say something else as well. So it's up to you. Go for it. I will cop out and say Jesse Fleming because <laughs> that is a huge, 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 huge yeah. signing. Um, in terms of other moves that they've made, I really like the Olivia Moultrie contract extension that yep. was announced a couple days ago. Yep. There should be more coming down the line uh, because the Thorns have a really good core. Yep. And it would be stupid to try and screw that up with a new ownership group coming in. Maybe they're like, oh, we want some more of our players. We want like a new coach there. That There have been instances uh, all throughout history, new ownership groups coming in and screwing up a really good thing that was already going. And yep. the Bethals in particular have made it clear that they do not see themselves as owners. They see themselves as governors. They are just allowing the thorns to exist while wanting to keep them as competitive as possible and get trophies and win titles, win shields, just win everything that they can. So it's been a really, really, really positive uh, transition. Uh, I think one quote from Morgan Weaver uh, that she gave to the press following, uh, following the introductory press conference for the Bethals was uh, it feels like a giant weight has been lifted off our backs. Yeah. And you can see that the, the new training facility is coming. The Sophia Smith contract extension is hopefully coming. Um, there are st- there are still question marks like that, but it, it just feels so good to be a Thorns fan. And the poor ticket reps that had to deal with all the um, returning Thorns fans saying, I want my season tickets back. Give me those. Give me some packages for tickets. Just yeah, give me tickets. I want to go to Providence Park. I want to see this team play again. Just there's just so much enthusiasm around the Thorns right now, yeah. which for a good team is good because the team on the field is matching the enthusiasm that the fans are once again able to show because the takeover has been complete. Yeah. No, it's it's been. It's been great to see all this stuff, honestly. Uh, you know, just kind of everything happening, kind of like, I feel like it's kind of like a light shine upon the players after like so many years of like darkness, you know? Um, so they kind of made it out, which is really cool to say. Um, just like you and I saw them, like they were all really happy to be at Media Day doing the introductions for the new owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, really liked what uh, Lisa had to say a lot, like, uh, you know, and then we also got a really good conversation with Karina LeBlanc after the initial presser was over. Uh, she was talking about how they get like pretty much unlimited resources. Now Meg, Morgan Weaver also talked about them asking for things like, Oh, like we wanted makeup and hair for media day. And, you know, Lisa signed off real quick and they made it happen within like a few minutes, you know? So, uh, so just little things like that, that make the players really happy, you know, things like that. We saw Sophia Smith with a big smile. So I assume contract negotiations are, are underway already. You know, and and here's the thing, like whatever happens, 
the Bathals are not going to, the Bathals have already made it clear that they're going to do whatever it takes to make this team a winner. They already want to be the number one global brand. So if they're going to do that, they need to have the one of the best players in the world uh, continue with them, you know? So I don't know if that means Sophia's going to go to Europe for a year. I would not mind that if she wanted to go for a year before, you know, the facility's done. Like, I have no problem with that at all. I think every player should play one year. Champions League, it's good. Oh, Jeremy, you want to say something? Yeah, best players in the world. They also need to extend Sam yeah. Coffee. Yeah, I, I I did tweet this yesterday. Uh, so you brought up a good point. So they have Fleming, Moultrie, and Hina Sajita under on three year contracts now. They're all in the same timeline. Sam Coffee's going to be next. It literally makes way too much sense. They're probably going to extend her. I think her contract's through twenty twenty five right now. They'll probably extend her through twenty twenty six, twenty twenty seven. Uh, she's also the captain of the team, so it just makes way too much sense. But there's a lot of stuff to, to they're going to head to Coachella next week to play San, San Diego. So that should be a pretty good uh, test for before the season starts. They have about a month before the season. Uh, I think it starts the 16th in Kansas city. If I'm correct. Yeah. Uh, Televised on ABC in the Kansas city currents, new brand new yeah. soccer specific stadium. Yeah. Just Women's for the soccer. current. Yeah, exactly. That's freaking amazing. How about yeah. that NWSL? Like, yeah. keep keep going. Keep, yeah, keep, no. keep, keep, keep going. Yeah, no, I mean, Berman's gotten the job done for the most part. There's a few things, like, we talk about MLS rules, but NWSL rules are so freaking confusing, too. Um, so that's, that will always throw me off, honestly. So, but I do, so I don't think we all, it's not all roses. I think there's a few thorns as well uh, happening right now. So, obviously, like, I'll start with a few thorns. I think fullback's still concerned for me. I know they have Klingenberg, they have Muller, and they also have Reyna. Reyna's going to start. We already know that. Yeah. Is Muller going to start or this potential new uh, transfer slash signing going to start? Uh, I actually, I like the, the the fact that they're trying to build competition, but the issue right now is they have three lefts, uh, right-footed left backs, right? So... Reyna, Reyna, look, Reyna's comfortable with both sides. She can totally play right back, no problem. Um, Muller hasn't really been asked to do that. Uh, Klingenberg's done it a little bit, but, you know, just in her career, she's done something so good for, like, I've left back for, like, 12 years, you know what I mean, or whatever it is. But she's had such a great career, uh, so it's hard to, like, see her moving full back uh, to right back more than she has to. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting because I think there's going to be a revolving door opposite Reyna. Uh, I think Reyna needs to play start 90% of the games, get give her rest when she needs to, obviously. But that's my main concern right now. I don't have too much concern about them scoring goals. We we have to remember right now, if they want to play 4-4-2, they can. If they want to play 4-4-2 with Hina Sujita as kind of like a winger slash 8 slash 10, that will work just fine. She can do whatever she wants and she'll, you know, she'll still put on some magic displays out there. And then uh, but yeah, I have no problems uh, goal scoring. And then you have Linda Hand and J- Janine Becky coming off, uh, you know, or starting a few games and there, coming which, off the bench. Becky coming back is kind of like a new signing. Yeah, honestly, like that, that's the thing about players returning from injuries. If they are healthy, yeah, and they are clear to go, it's like yeah. like she wasn't here the entirety of last year. She was yeah. hurt. Yeah. Um, also, I think worth mentioning is the goalkeeping position. Ooh. Uh Bella Bixby. She's uh, pregnant. Congrats yeah. to her. But uh, Shelby's still the backup, right? 
Yeah, Shelby Hogan's gonna start. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it's her job to lose. Yeah, which like, good for her. I I, I was oh. in 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 the midst of all the various outgoings yes. and Menji's bet for. I was like, please tell me we held on to Shelby. Yeah. <laughs> I brain farted there. I I think it, it's weird because everyone's like, oh, she hasn't got to play much. Yeah, that's true. But like when she's played, she looks very like confident. She looks really good. Uh, I've spoken to Shelby Hogan a few times. You know, uh, I wrote a feature about her. If, if you you all haven't seen it. It's called From Providence to Providence Park. I thought that was a brilliant title, but I ran it by uh, Sam Spiller. Uh, he really liked it too. So, uh, but yeah, if you haven't read that yet, definitely read it. Uh, Shelby Hogue is super underrated. First off, I think Lauren Kozel, if she can play a few games this year, would be really big. Obviously, they have Catherine Osmond from Penn State as well. So there's a lot of like really good young pieces. At, you know, they're going to be set at uh, goalkeeper in the future. You know what I mean? So even without Nadine, which is a big blow to this team, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll make it work. But I also want a quick note. People are going to remember Janine Becky still one of the best crossers of the ball this season. Okay. So that, I'll, that's a quick note, but what are your concerns going to the season? Do you have any? I have only two. One is the fullback position and the other is the training facility in terms of when are they going to break ground on it? It was one of the biggest, like it was one of the biggest things that the Bethals were promising. And like while Providence park is still like, it's a great place for a game. Like they really need a dedicated training facility and they really need to like, like I, part of me, like the very optimistic part of me was thinking like, Oh, at that introductory press conference, they're going to put a little easel in front of us with plans for the new training facility. They've already picked out a spot. Like, let, let, let's just get some movement there. I really do not have a ton of concerns about this team on the field, especially if another fullback comes, if another fullback doesn't come, then we can be like, hum. Okay. What are we doing here? But I do believe there will be another fullback that comes soon. So other than that, it's off the field stuff, which is once again, a little weird, like not not the off the field stuff we're used to concerning about with it when it comes to this team. So this is all good things that we are anticipating and what should be a revenge season for the Thorns. Like. I also have to bring this up because Sam Coffey, you know, like, and we've heard Sophia, we've heard Lindsay Horan talk about it. The turf does take a toll on the players. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. been very clear to them, uh, made very clear to the Bethals. Uh, so the new training facility is definitely going to have grass. You know, of course, they'll have turf so they can get adjusted to Providence Park games, you know, and turf games and things like that. But they're going to have both, which is really exciting. From everything I've heard, it's going to be massive. Like, it's going to be a huge deal. When they said state-of-the-art facility, they meant it. It is probably so going like, to be better than the Timbers facility. I would not be shocked. And, you know, so uh, looking forward to that. But my other concern I have is, of course, fullback as well. But but also, I want to see Mike take a leap as a coach this year. I thought he relied on this, like the, the, the strengths of the players way too much last year. You know, just their star power. Um, you know, like, like obviously, when your offense runs through Sophia, that's like a good idea. For the most part, but when it when she's getting triple teamed, you do need other outlets and things like that. I do want him to make some more adjustments this year. Don't play the fullback so far up this year. Maybe have one up, one back, or if you need to play that system, then play three fullbacks, right? Or I mean, sorry, three center backs, and mix it up a little bit, right? So maybe Becky Salbert in the middle, Kelly Hepley on the right, uh, Obaza in the left, or vice versa. 
uh, doesn't really matter, but I think that's kind of a big thing. Just kind of like seeing more uh, changes, you know, to lineups once in a while to mix things up. Uh, he did go from, I can't give him credit. He did go from four, three, three to four, four, two at portions of the, of the season. He let Hina play a hybrid role. Uh, but yeah, he's going to have so many options more this year. Like, I don't think he had as many options. You know, he had Vasconcelos off the bench. He didn't really have a pure winger off the bench. Now he has two of them um, this year. So it's going to be really exciting. I think Mike with more, uh, more you know, options will be, a, you know, will be better results from it as well. So looking forward to that. I think he does make a big leap this year. I think he's one of the most analytical minds in the league. So looking forward to seeing that. Also, Sarah Loudon, uh, Vitas, you know, and Rob, you know, like they have so many like great coaches, you know, they have two coaches who have had coaching experience and they have Vitas who's obviously a legend. So uh, looking forward to seeing what they can do and shout out to all their scouting, by the way, too. Like that's a lot of work. So, but looking forward to uh, getting some more pods out there, uh, doing some more interviews and get some more inside scoots for everyone. Um, so Keep well, keep a lookout for that. But Jeremy, we have a fun segment. I know you have a lot of thoughts. Fun on... segment. But yeah, we're let's talk about kits in general for just both leagues. Just just take the floor, buddy. Take the floor. My quick thought on the NWSL's deal with Nike is Nike, please take some risks. Please. You you did it with the Thorns last year. Do it for every team in the league. Like it it it's 2024. I don't want to see any more like just plain white jerseys drives me insane. Now onto Adidas and MLS who are actually uh, trying their hardest to be creative, which I spoke a little bit earlier about the dead zone. That was 2018 to 2021. Uh, the 2020 class of kits in particular were the worst I've ever seen because they had the, the three stripes coming over the shoulder templated as hell it was so ugly i couldn't think of one team that actually had a good jersey that year so adidas has learned from that and they have hit the ground running with some designs uh philadelphia as if you haven't seen them already it, they're celebrating their 15th anniversary this year in mls uh they looked really good nycfc they're going back to black uh with uh, blue and orange alternating pretty well. It's a straight black kit. Some words on the sponsor are orange, some are blue. The badge is really nice. I think that one's really, really, really clean. Um, if you don't remember NYCFC when they first came in the league, they had a they had a straight black jersey, which was solid, very solid expansion jersey. Yeah. Um, but the one that's going to cause the most debate besides ours is the Seattle Sounders. Now. I've been waiting for this day, which is today, to be fact. This is true. Um, this is true. February 14th, uh, since I first saw the leaks of what this shirt would look like. Uh, it is a little bit lighter than their normal rave green, which yeah. is hilarious because this is their 50th anniversary. They have to knock this kid out of the park, both mm -hmm. shirt and pants. Uh, they went with an homage to... Mintberry Crunch, yep. Crest Toothpaste, uh, boxer shorts that you would find at Old Navy, and one other hilarious comparison that's completely missing my mind. Um, yep. But that shirt is ugly. I'm just going to say it. 
a, a like the pinstripes are too wide. The the crest still looks stupid. Um, I really think that for a 50th year anniversary kit, you can find something like that is a bit more of the happy medium while still including all the design elements that yeah. you want to. The back of the jersey looks better than the front. That's yeah. not something that you really want to see. What? Well, I'm just glad it's not boring, you know? Like, even though I'm not a fan of it, like, I'm just glad it's not boring. Uh, yes. Like, it, yeah. It isn't boring. But the shorts, I think, save the entire thing. Okay. Because they went with a light pastel blue for the shorts, which I hate to say is absolutely perfect. I think that if the Seattle Sounders had chosen that shade of light green with that shade of shorts when they first came into the league, they would look a lot better. It is, I think that's their correct like color template. And yep. honestly, if that shirt didn't have the silly little pinstripes yep. and it had that shade of green along with the ugly badge, yep. it would be fine. It would be yep. absolutely fine. But that is a shirt that you cannot wear by itself. You have to walk out everywhere in public yep. with that shirt and those shorts in order for people to say, wow, that's a good outfit. And wow, I could really go for some cereal right now. Because that's the difference between reminding people of no. a really cheap pack of underwear at Old Navy and an actually really good anniversary kit so yep. while the shirt may be bad the shorts save it just a long explanation of my true feelings beyond that because our 50th anniversary is next season we're getting a green jersey yeah we need something we, we we need something better than what seattle has because yep. we can never let them be better than us um so oh, i i oh. think the thought pattern behind adidas for this year as a trial run keep my vancouver is also celebrating their 50th anniversary and the yep. quietest 50th anniversary celebration because the people from up north uh oh south of vancouver uh love to just toot their horn and pound their chest because they finally got a silly little orca kicking a soccer ball as one of their side mascots so yeah that's not a trophy winning jersey by the way i'm gonna say that seattle sounders yeah. are still not winning anything this year I think that ends my kit rant, honestly. I just want I wanted to talk I about the I enjoyed so every badly. second. I enjoyed every second. I I'll I'll, I'll add this. Like I, I'll give credit where it's due because they at least they tried something different. They tried to 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 do something out of the box a little bit. Yeah, I know it was kind of like a callback, um, which I appreciate. I, I don't think the execution is very good. Like for me, like obviously I think you can tell, like my I, it's really hard for me to give a kit like more than like an eight or higher. Uh, I don't think I've done that. And I think every year I give the out one eight or higher, you know what I mean? So you're a tough cookie. Yeah, I am. It's true. Um, but like, look up Bay FC's kit right now, Jeremy. I don't know if you saw it. I don't want to see, I don't want to see yeah. that. Um, I don't want to. It's terrible. It is like me and Alex were talking yesterday, Alex Barnes from some town. And I realized how different our kit preferences are. Um, and he was just like, yeah, like, you know, just like bold and simple. And I'm like, no, nah, that's boring to me. You know what I mean? So like, I don't like, like even the thorns, like jerk kid from last year, I respect that. You know what I mean? Like 
I kind of warmed up to it as the season went, except when they kept losing in them or not winning in them. <laughs> That's what hurt me more, you know, because I know all the players really liked them, you know, but I was like, man, but the results aren't there with that. Are they cursed? Uh, but I did hear, you know, they're going to have something new this year. So hopefully we can get to see that soon. Not a week before, um, you know, the season starts. But I looked at the BFC. I was like, what a, wait a minute. Like anything BFC like did this season in their inaugural season has been like very bad. No offense. Their logo has been like, looks like the Detroit Tigers. Their colors are Detroit Tigers. Um, and then their Jersey looks like they want to be like the most boringest team out there. Like they're so scared to take risks. And that's my issue with both leagues. They are Most hedge fund team- FC. Yeah. They, like, they literally just chose like, what, what is going to look good on the branding? But I, I do miss thorns all red. Uh, but my favorite kit for them was still the, you know, like the black rose template one. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that one's still elite to me. Um, yeah. So it's 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 weird, though, because, you know, I'm sitting here. I'm like, OK, like which kits do I really like from NWSL this year? Not I don't think any. Or And then MLS, the one that caught my eye was still Philadelphia. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I understand people might not like that. Like, I'm not giving it an eight, obviously, but I thought it was really cool how they did it. The design looked pretty simple, but also they, they kind of also creative. centered the badge on it. Like I know it's a really good center badge. Jersey. Yeah, I, I gotta admit it is. Uh, could I have given given it an eight if they didn't do that? Pro- maybe you know. So yeah, there's a lot of kits, but man, for me, it's just like I understand these uh, companies are kind of like gatekeeping better creative jerseys, but my gosh, like if you want better sales, don't sell stuff a week before the season. How about that? That's a good start. Not for $175. Um, Stop being Let's, boring. You know what I mean? So that's my second tip. You know Toronto I mean? FC, by the yeah. way, uh, mm-hmm. after they released a terrible jersey last year, which yeah. is red trimmed on the yeah. top, but it's just alternating like black yeah. and gray stripes, just yeah. an ugly jersey. Yeah. Spoonworthy. They yeah. followed it up with just a lame white jersey with red trim. Yeah. I, I understand there might not be a ton you can do with Toronto, but like, come on, come on. Like I would rather see a team like, like let's take RSL for example. They, they did theirs. They put a whole mountain in the center of their Jersey. It looks yeah. really busy. It doesn't really look good, but at least they tried. Uh-huh. Exactly. At least they tried. That's, can- that's true. Kansas city's throwing it back. They're going back to the Argyle. It's whole, not like not as yeah. like obvious. It's more of like a, a pattern, yep. As opposed to just like pure argyle through it. Um, I think that works well. Like some yep. some teams are finding their footing. Some teams are not. Yeah, There's Adidas not, once again, but they're, they're still doing better than Nike is with NWSL. They that's still true. Are. That's true. Because we saw that uh, leak of that Thorns uh, all black kit. It's literally just plain, but whatever. It is, it is like yeah. plain with like a little bit. It looks like the lights hitting it. Like yeah. you're, they put it on their bed and there's just a sunbeam coming in yeah. and it's only hitting the bottom half of the jersey. Yeah. Like you, you cannot be serious, yeah. Nike. Yeah. You I mean, be doing that. I mean, like to be honest, Thorns have more hits than like, like misses for sure in their, in their tenure, but in their history. But yeah, it just, it's just brutal. But, we're curious what kits you like for both leagues, you know, like, are we way off with our opinions? Obviously, you know, I'm very picky. Uh, Jeremy is also very opinionated when it comes to this. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're curious. Look what good, your thoughts play are. good. 
which is yeah, ironic because the Timbers won their MLS Cup in, in my opinion, one of the ugliest green kits we've had. People are – if we do not win MLS Cup that year, all of you guys are going to hate yeah. that Chevron. And then also, keep in mind, we won MLS's back wearing the, like, Germany Euros 2020 template with three completely out-of-place gold stripes coming over the shoulder. If Man, the that, Timbers that's... have ugly jerseys, usually we do pretty well. I didn't like the 2021 greens that much yeah. either, but we made an MLS Cup in them, didn't we? Yeah. Well, hey, Jeremy, I appreciate your time. Like, we will be there on Tuesday for Media Day for Timbers. Looking forward to that. Uh, I know the boys probably aren't looking forward to coming back to, you know, whatever weather we're having at this moment. They're, they're uh, in Coachella. They don't want to leave. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's... uh. Yeah, and then the Thorns are going over there now, so or this weekend, so that should be good for them to get to spend some time there. But yeah, Jeremy, uh, we'll have another segment. We'll probably have to talk about the home opener, so we'll probably be back in a few weeks uh, to give our thoughts and everything uh, right after. But if you guys have any questions um, or want to reach out to us, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. I call it Twitter still. That's still what it says on my phone. because It I have is. To That's it the in. URL. It's yeah. still Twitter.com. Yep. Um, mine's at Fukerman, P-H-U-O-C-E-R-M-A-N. And then Jeremy, uh, what are your, uh, where, where can people hit you up? They can find me on Twitter at sports guy, Jeremy. They can also find me on blue sky, which by the way, you do not need a invite code to get on there anymore. Uh I'm a lot more like just business oriented, trying to figure out really what I can do on blue sky. Yeah. For now, but I'm there, Jeremy.Peterman at bsky.social. Uh, I do have an Instagram page, but it's garbage. And otherwise, you can read everything that I write on cascadiafc.substack.com. Yep. yep. Perfect. Yep. Go, I got a bunch of content coming out for Rose City Review. A uh, lot, lot on the docket, obviously. Like, I think I have like six finished pieces. So, looking forward to putting those all out time but yeah no so thank you for subscribing to roasted review thank you for subscribing to stumptown footy and cascadia fc as well looking forward to the home opener but yeah signing off for football or soccer whatever you call it this has been fook win with my co-host jeremy peterman